When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. A donation has been made in your name to the Human League. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Every episode on this show, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, Mm-mm-mm. well, actually, I'm going to hold off on that because okay. I'm going to real quick walk the audience and my co-host through something. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Ooh, surprises. Because, Yay. Uh, the audience at home doesn't know this, but you guys do. Uh, this was not the song we were going to do. Right. Uh, as of yesterday. And here's what happened. I'm going to briefly talk about a song we're not doing, and then I'll talk about the song that we're doing. <laughs> we were going to do the song, Somebody That I Used to Know, by Goiti. Or Goiti. <laughs> I don't anyway. know. Nobody knows. We were, that's, that's the song why you we didn't were do going. It. That's why you decided not to do it. You're like, I don't, even know, how to, I, I don't know how to say this name. I was like, I give up. No. So that's what we were going to do. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what I like about that song? Well, I like many things about that song. But you know what I really like about that song? Mm-hmm. Is we've had surprise, it's a story song. We've had surprise, it's a cover. Right. And that song is surprise, it's a duet. Because <laughs> uh, you don't see that vocal, that female vocal coming yeah. until it happens. And so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about that. And then I thought, is there any other examples in music of that? And my brain. The little dad- database in my brain said, well, actually, it's funny you say that because there is. It's the song Don't You Want Me uh. by the Human League, which in structure and format, incredibly similar to the song Somebody That I Used to Know, which is that a guy complains about his ex-girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> and uh, about two-thirds of the way through, out of nowhere, not th- there's no hint of a female vocal to the moment, out of nowhere. The uh, ex-girlfriend comes in, tells her side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, really cast what has happened before in a new light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the guy is like, yeah, yeah, but forget about that. <laughs> and, then, and then continues on with his exact point from before. So, I, I, so then I was like, well, then I was thinking about it. I was like, I feel like I got to do Don't You Want Me first. So the song we're doing is Don't You Want Me by the Human League. I will say this. This is a, this is a song that I'm. You you said you were gonna pull an audible and do this song, and yeah. I thought 
well, we've done this song. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs that I just assume we've done. <laughs> right. There's a there's a handful of them. Another one was yeah. brought up. I forget what it was. But I was like, uh, we've already done that one. And then I was like, we have yeah. not done that one. <laughs> Put it on the list. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. You know what's occurs to me now a terrifying thought is us in the year 2027 just like doing like Folsom Prison Blues and not realizing that we had done it before. <laughs> it's <just laughs> being like, this seems vaguely familiar. <laughs> there's a, there's a, this is a way, uh, you know, way off, you know, topic, but uh, sure. the, the show uh, Stuff You Should Know, I listen to fairly regularly and they've been on for a very long time. And I can't tell you the amount of times where they'll be like, you know, we should do an episode about this. And then they're like, we did right. an episode about that seven years ago. And they're like, oh, okay. We should go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> oh, good. Good for us. Uh, what I'm, I'm most sure looking forward to, though, is when we get to the point that we start doing repeat episodes without realizing it, that we yeah. accidentally recreate the entire original episode. Oh, verbatim. I, yeah. Verbatim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, it's definitely we, a, uh, a thousand... we don't have a lot of jokes. <laughs> It's definitely uh, an infinite number of monkeys typing on (laughs) (laughs) an infinite number of typewriters. It's going to happen. Definitely. Um, All right. So real quick, uh, the story of the story song is. And just before we do that, um, Mm -hmm. anybody who really likes that other song that we're not doing, you know, stay tuned. Oh, no, we're going to do it. We'll do it. Probably very soon. Uh, (laughs) Because I had already started doing the research and I'm a, I'm a. Look, any any amount of work I've done, I'm not letting go to waste. So yeah. it'll be it'll be coming back soon. Don't worry about that. Okay. So the story of this story song is, like I said, uh, there's a guy. He is talking to his ex girlfriend. Whether or not he's physically talking to her, we'll t- we'll discuss in a little bit. But he is talking to her slash about her, um, and is asking why she is leaving him. Uh, he reminds her that he is the reason why she is a success. Yep. Uh, and he also makes some vague, uh, ominous threats. Um, and <laughs> that, that, again, you think like, oh, that's about it. Again, out of nowhere, she comes in, tells her side of the story, uh, recontextualizes what had come before, and then the guy comes back in and is basically like, yeah, 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 whatever that, whatever she said. Yeah. But uh, actually, in reality, uh, don't you want me? Um, and then, and then that's it. Yes, don't you want me? Do you want me? Oh, uh, and the song, um, and, and the whole time, song. and the whole time there is a uh, killer Sithrin, uh, yes, Sith riff, yeah. going throughout it, and everybody dances the night away, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's true. The end. Yeah, we should just talk about the the opening, the opening Sith. Sith. Oh my god! Synth. 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 Riff. But it's played Sith by a Sith riff. Lord. They don't tell you that. It's played by a Sith Lord. <laughs> so it really is a Sith Riff. <laughs> right. The rural juror. Yep. The rural juror. Not, not a lot of people know this, but this song is a Star War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious if, if this song <laughs> if this song was like Darth Maul's like intro music. That would be amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he walks out, bum, 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 bum. Be great. Make that movie a lot better. He was like, yeah, I was just super into the new wave scene uh, (laughs) early on. I mean, you could tell by his whole look. You could tell by his whole look that he was into the new wave. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely a new romantic. No yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. When I met you, I picked you out, I shook you up and turned you around. Turned you into someone new. Now, five years later on, you've got the world at your feet. Success has been so easy. His waitress comes up to his table and says, uh, can I get you another drink? And he says, you, you're going to be a star. <laughs> yeah, right? That, I mean, I, I, what is he saying about, I picked you out? Like, he just saw her and thought she had something? Like Pygmalion? Like, uh, you know, <laughs> he, she's like Eliza Doolittle? Like, what is this? I mean, I think so, yeah. I mean, I guess the question is, is she like an, well, Let's let me. So in a second, we're going to find out that she's been very successful. Yeah. Um. Later, there'll be a question of whether and how how much of this guy was responsible for that. But sure. Let's table that for a second. But here's my question to you: How do we think she is successful? In what in what arena do we think that she is a success? I mean, in, it, okay. Only because only because this is a song, I mm-hmm. think she's a singer. Okay. Um. I feel like just general influencer. Oh, okay. You think she's a TikTok influencer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She basically okay. opens up Amazon packages and <laughs> shows people like, hi guys, this is, so I got this really cute thing. Right. Um, link in my bio. And they're like, we, it's what, it's the eighties. We've no idea what you're talking I about. I know. What are you talking about? She's just with a camcorder. <laughs> She's just opening up gigantic wood paneled VCRs and walking you through it. Um, I thought this was so cute. It's a total like glow up for your apartment. <laughs> oh no, Rachel, I, I'm gonna say something I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know way too much of the lingo. This is concerning. Oh, 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 I know it. For <laughs> Rachel watches oh, a lot of VCR unboxing this, videos. This is, it's unfortunate. This is coming from an authentic place for you. <laughs> I have a dark side. <laughs> I do. I am no. Listen, this is. I am fascinated by those people. Fascinated because yeah. I'm like, this is your whole life. Is you literally like your? I see your hands opening up an Amazon box and like looking at things that are pink and then saying link in right. my bio. That is your entire yeah. like persona. So to this I think day, that's I'm is. not sure. To this day, I'm not sure what the link is supposed to do. Why it's in your bio? Oh, it's a virus. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Here's what I'm gonna say: NFT crypto, and just let's <laughs> let's move on because I don't understand. And <laughs> Rachel, Rachel gets real into those videos every time. Every time we see her, she's like, "Hey guys, it's your girl Rachel." <laughs> so she opens Amazon packages and does mm-hmm. makeup tutorials, and mm-hmm. that's how all at the same time. And yeah. sure. that's that's how she became a star. Right. That's right. Yeah. And again. Yeah, yeah. And then and again, she puts that on a beta tape that she then has to mm-hmm. take from house to house. Yeah. Uh, showing people. <laughs> well, you, you know what it is? She was she's a waitress at a cocktail bar. So he saw her opening up a box of like liquor <laughs> bottles and he said my, sure. the way she opens up these my boxes. <laughs> she's while I mean, she's putting on lipstick. I mean, she's got yeah. something. Yeah. Kid. 
You got the goods. <laughs> you got the goods. Well, and uh, she's talking about them. Bad. She's doing a review right. of every liquor bottle. She's yeah. like, these straws are mm. like the coolest straws. They come in Drive, a variety yeah. of colors. Yeah, Lincoln no. Bio. Her her manager. <laughs> why, do, why do you keep saying that? She's working. She's working on an autobiography. Um, and, her manager's like, can you not? And she just yeah. every other page is like www. And like this, that um, means nothing in 1981. So uh, you guys have convinced me that we live in a, in a dystopian uh, future uh, <laughs> that is now depressing me. But yeah. if it if she's not an early TikTok influencer, yes, I would think she's probably a singer, maybe an actress. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I guess the question is, was she already like a, an aspiring singer slash actress? Um, who was working in a cocktail bar as a waitress, you know, to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, or was he literally just like, you, you got the goods. And she was like, I've never done anything like that before. He's like, don't worry about it. You and me were going to the top. Baby. <laughs> um, it could be because that. it yeah. could be, it could be like one of those, um, manufactured pop star kind of situations. Right. Like, uh, well, here's the thing. A Johnny would, Bravo, would... if you will. Sure. Yeah. Well, she fits the suit. She fits the suit, but the suit that she opened up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you guys, I ordered this online. That's not a thing yet, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, because first of all, normally that would be a, that's a disaster, right? That is just right. a way to pick up chicks and nothing's going to come with that. But because of the next line, he says, now, five years later on, you've got the world at your feet. Success has been so easy for you. I do not like this guy, which we'll discuss in a little bit. Oh, I do but not I, like him either. Well, I'm going to say, I, I love the sarcastic bitchiness in the <laughs> success has been so, success has been so easy for you. <laughs> like, yeah. that is such a great backhanded uh. compliment. Um, success has been so easy for you, but don't forget, it's me who put you where you are now, and I could put you back down too. Okay. I'll let someone else talk for a second, and then I have something to say. I'm sorry, what? I'm yeah. sorry. What? Um, <laughs> this is like toxic masculinity here. There, I mean, yes. come on. It's like I, I, I made you. Oh, right. please. Oh, sir, you put a lot. <laughs> you put a lot on yourself here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is. Well, and uh, uh, yeah. I can't even. Uh, as a woman, I. You know what? I can't. If I was this girl's, if I was this woman's friend, I'd be like, we we're getting out of here right now. I'm glad mm-hmm. you left him because he's the worst. None of your friends ever liked him. <laughs> he, like lorded this stuff over you just because he met you when you were a waitress, said to you, hey, you should you should focus on your acting. And then you did. And now you're a success. And now he's taking all of the accolades for it. Like he he like like you owe him something. Please get well, out of here. Get out of well, here. We don't have to speculate because, again, and this is going to come back in the song in a little bit. But like. Is this is this a situation where he was like, "Hey, you should focus on your acting," and she's like, "Yeah, I am." Right, right, uh, <laughs> right. And then, and then that was like, the plan was, all along. Was going out on auditions and like got good parts and became a successful actress. And he's like, "Yeah, it's all thanks to me." And she's like, "You didn't do <laughs> anything. What are you talking yeah, I'm about?" I'm taking classes during the day. What are right. you right? <laughs> exactly. I work as a waitress in a cocktail bar. So that I can go to auditions all day. Yeah. Uh, so I could become a successful working actress. Like, yeah. you know, again, even if he did, like, you know, maybe he has connections in the industry. 
And he got her. That doesn't, you know, that's not like I mean need anything. you. Like, obviously, she has to have the talent and the drive and everything else to get there. Yeah. Um, you know, she's not like presumably she's not like an Eliza Doolittle where he just like, right. you know, took this poor cockney nobody and like turned her into something, you know? Um, the when other he thing. Says, the, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. When, when he says success has been so easy for you, do you think it's it that he's saying, um, somehow miraculously success came easily or because of the work that he put in success is easy for you i think that's what he thinks i think that's what he thinks success has been so easy for you because i put in the work and you just kind of rode my coattails or something you know what i mean like it's right he's yeah he's saying oh you didn't have to work for it he's saying he's saying i made you and then he's like here she is boys (laughs) right here she is world He's gonna have a, yeah, he's going to have a real Mama Rose situation at the end of this when yeah. she leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's saying that, again, like, th- her success, in his mind, what he's saying is, her success is all thanks to him. Yeah. So, like, you get all the credit, because you're the successful actress or singer or whatever. Or whatever. Um, success has been so easy for you, because I did all the hard work yep. to get you there. Yeah. Right? But, let's even say that's true. I don't think it is. It's going to be disputed later in the song. But let's just say, for argument's sake for the moment, it's true. Okay? I put you where you are now, and I can put you back down, too. Let me ask you a question. From a purely, uh, what I want to say, like, from a a purely logical standpoint, Mm -hmm. is that even possible? Because here's the thing. Let's, uh, Let's pick... Who, who's who's a popular actress at the moment? Let's pick an Emma Stone. Okay, right. Just just throwing it out there. Who's she's probably like, you know, ten years past what I'm thinking of. But let's just say <laughs> a, a, a hot young actress. Okay. Okay. Um, Emma Stone, right? And then her manager comes out and it's like, hey, everybody, stop paying attention to Emma Stone. She's not famous anymore. And everyone, yeah. everyone would be like, okay, if you say so. <laughs> like, no, she's already famous. You can't stop it L- now. Listen, unless he's got stuff to leak. He's maybe he's oh. got like maybe he's trying to blackmail her. Right. Again, I mean this you know, if he's got nudes or whatever, he's going to have to go door to door because lo- <laughs> guys, the internet it's has not yet been the invented. Eight, it's the early 80s. <laughs> the, um yeah, I it's I mean it's just this thing of like, you know, I I I love you, but I will right. ruin you if you don't right. like if you don't love me back. It's terrible. Yes. He's the yeah, worst. Yeah. He's the it's worst. Awful. It's awful. And but and and I don't want to spoil uh the second half of the show, but let's just say uh this is not subtext. Oh no. Uh, oh, this no. Guy's, wow. Oh no, I don't mean that. I mean <laughs> I mean the intention of the songwriter oh, you're supposed to hate I this. See. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. It's funny because this this is not this wasn't an accident. <laughs> this, this, this isn't <laughs> The, right. I, I mean, thought this, this is, is like a real conversation. Yeah, like Jesus. No, 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 no. So this is one of those songs that that it doesn't get ruined by doing this show. I have a, okay. a better appreciation for it, but I definitely, uh, for you know, up until this point in my life, was just booping and bopping along to this song, kind of half singing the lyrics, not delving into the like relationships and the like sort of turmoil in it. And now, yeah. after like a day of like looking, like having to like look at these lyrics, I'm like, this is 
problematic. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's problematic. Really. This is problematic. Again, yeah, this is a song that I've heard probably rough estimate twenty five billion times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And up until preparing for this show. In my mind, it was, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met you. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> don't, don't you want me? Like, everything right. in between yeah. was, was yeah, it was just like, oh, it's a love song. But yeah. it's a cool dance love song. I, again, I am happy to report that this song is problematic, but unlike some other problematic songs we have done in the past, this song was intended to, to be, be problematic. problematic. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's again, the story that it is telling. The story that it is telling is the is the route we're going. Don't, don't you want me? You know I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me. Don't, don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. It's what you like to find. You think you change your mind? According to uh, the lyrics that I got from uh, Genius.com, um, and, and I think this is accurate. It link says, in bio. It's <laughs> link in bio. It starts with a with a verse, okay, and then later there's a chorus. But possibly the biggest part of this song is the pre-chorus. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. it does change three times. There's the clearly the verse, and then there's the part we're gonna do right now, which where he says, "Don't, don't you want me?" Mm-hmm. You know I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me. Don't. Don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. Um, my first question here is who, when he says, when I hear you won't see me, who is he hearing this from? Uh, her people. Okay. Oh, he's, I like I mean, that. she's surrounded. Yeah, she's famous now. She's surrounded mm-hmm. by people. They probably started drifting apart. And... He's like, no, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm her, her boyfriend. And they're like, sir, you are not on the list, you right. know? So it's, you know, whether it be her manager, her, you know, he's security, not getting backstage passes. He's not getting back there. Right. Her doorman, you know, like all this stuff. Nobody. Here's what it. I would say. Yeah. Well, I was going to say on her end, if this is, if this, if, if what you're saying is true, smart, smart, because here's the thing. You start boxing him out. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. You yep. get it. You get an independent manager. Yep. You get your own assistant. You know what I mean. Make sure this guy doesn't have any legal, <laughs> legal attachment to anything. That's right. Let him think that he's the genius. Sure. Who figured all this out. But yeah, you immediately cut it off. Yep. And I, yeah, I like that. That's right. That like when he calls the assistant is answering the phone is like, oh yeah, she doesn't want to talk to you right now She's or whatever. Super busy right now. Super busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy's he's again, he's now on the outside. Yeah. Or do you uh, think where he belongs? Um See, I always kind of interpreted it as like she's saying, like, no, I I can't see you. And sure. that's where he's hearing it from. But I, I do like that interpretation that her people are keeping him away. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I think I think it could be read both ways. But it's is, it's kind of severe. It's like more than a breakup. Like she, like none of this is even happening in person. Like if she, if she won't see him, yeah. Um, but do you think it could be 
maybe it's not her um keeping him away or maybe it's not like her telling her people to keep him away mm-hmm. maybe it's her people being like this guy this your original manager who created yeah. you yeah he's bad news you want to keep him away well yes except that later she is going to confirm okay she doesn't yeah that's like, true yeah I, y- that, that she wants this so uh, yeah i don't think that i don't think that that, she, <laughs> that there's like like an evil new manager who's right. like yeah, closing that's the that's door. Like a series of evil managers. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No. I think it's, I think she is growing, you know, uh, you know, growing out of him, uh, you know, of needing him and she's trying to figure it out. But the problem is we'll see in the next verse is there's always going to be a bit of love for him and there's, there's going to be a pull. So she might need people to be like, listen, I can't see him because I'll just fall into this cycle again if I see him. So right. I can't see him because it's this it's this cycle of, you know, emotional turmoil. I like this. Um <laughs> Dan's a big fan of emotional turmoil. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of cut pull the bandit off. Yeah. Cut, cut it off. <laughs> cut it off and tell and tell your manager. Yeah. Dan's two favorite things are uh, emotional turmoil and unboxing videos. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. This is his um, episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really like when the person unboxing is clearly going through something. It's uh, <laughs> one of my two worlds. Uh, you guys, uh, this is a new <laughs> tissue holder, Lincoln Bio. <laughs> <laughs> It comes in a lot of cute colors. This one looks like a cat, like in bio. Oh, I love that Lincoln bio is like your catchphrase. It's your, it's your, my wife. For this bit. Oh my oh. god! You guys, this uh, this face group really helps if you've been I don't know crying all night. <laughs> ah! Lincoln <God>. bio. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> so uh, I, you know I don't believe you. You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. Okay, it's too. It's much too late to find. You think you've changed your mind. Now here's the line that I have never been able. Uh, I did not gloss over. Uh-huh. You better change it back, or we will both be sorry. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That that is that is not even an implied threat. That was a straight up threat. Yeah. To her. I what I one of the things I love about this chorus is um again, like what we always say, that that slight change in the lyrics, you know I can't believe it goes right. to you know I don't believe you. Right. Right. Um But yeah, this yeah the, the threat at the end is that's a lot. Well, I yeah. think I think it's it's and it's that slight change that that it changes the meaning, which you're saying. But it's almost like he's trying to he's trying to be nice in that really like creepy, manipulative way, right? Yeah. But like as it goes along, he starts losing it more and more. So it's like, uh, I can't believe it, and then it's like I don't believe you, right? Yeah. yeah. And then it's much too late now to think that you've changed your mind. 
You better change your back. We're wealthy. Sorry. So I don't even know if we want to speculate on what he means no. when he says we'll both be sorry because. I mean, I think this is the. It, I think it, this it is could the. Quickly go to dark places. I think this is the flailing of a desperate man. I, I don't think mm-hmm. there's any any um like weight behind right. it. There's no. Well, there's. Yeah. I don't think there's any weight to this. It's it's a don't you know who I am type of situation. Like right. I do, <laughs> and nobody cares. Like right. So when he's like, "You better change your back, or we'll both be sorry." Sorry for what? For living in the <laughs> penthouse. For having yeah. a full staff, like right. there's your who do you think you are, man? Right, exactly. You'll be, you'll be sorry. You're gonna be sorry one way or the other. Guess what? This is one <laughs> way or the other. This unless you like just move on with your life. This is not ending well for you. You look like a schmuck. Right. <laughs> I think we could give it a slightly charitable reading. Okay, Michael, um, sticking up maybe... for the guy. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Michael, defender of toxic masculinity. Go ahead. Well, no, I don't want to say it. No, we're messing with you. Um, I think that he could be saying if he's, and this is, again, it's not great, but it's the yeah. least not great. Yeah. Um, It could be that he's saying if he's responsible for her success, Mm-hmm. Which again, not great. Yeah. But if he's responsible for her success, if if she's tossing him to the side and won't contact him anymore, not only will he be sorry that he's out of a job, but that her success relies on her relationship with him. Okay. So yeah. So sure. yeah, the yeah. the we'll both be sorry thing is is as soon as she gets rid of him, she will experience diminished success. Yeah, right. and, and I, I do think is that's the extent probably of that part threat. of it. Yeah, this is this is a classic. This place would fall apart without me. Yes. scenario, right? Yeah, except for like a famous actress and her like weird boyfriend manager. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's another thing, uh, and I mean, you know, th- this is like uh, telling Hollywood. This is like I don't know what telling like uh, you know. I don't know the restaurant industry. Don't use plates or something, but um, don't miss, don't mix business and pleasure because yeah. here's another problem. <laughs> like, so this girl could just never break up with you. <laughs> like, what? Right. Like, what was the plan here? So, yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously that's part of his manipulation is to be like, well, you can't ever leave me, right? right. Because then your whole career would fall apart. Um, but I agree with Rachel. I mean, I think this. I think he's desperate, and also again, I just you just can't unfamous somebody. I mean, I don't know what he I don't know what he's expecting is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like once once that cat's out of the bag, once the genie's out of the bottle, my friend, you can't put it back in. So right. I don't think there's a lot you could do here. Um Okay, so then he says, Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, oh. Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, oh, oh. Um And I think that's again, something that if you have to keep asking, the answer is probably no. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, I think I mean, I think another thing is that and this is not exactly in his favor, but I think this guy is such a narcissist. Right. Yeah. That he is genuinely flummoxed. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I think he is. He is asking, like, don't don't you don't you want yeah. me? How could this be happening? You know it's who me. I am, right? It's me. <laughs> right. So it's I me. am a customer he, yeah. at a cocktail lounge. Right. Exactly. Don't you know who I am? I'm Human League. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I am Mr. H League. <laughs> yeah. The, this first part of the song, mm-hmm. when the guy is talking, do we think this is an actual conversation they're having? Or is this a conversation he's having in his head? I think it's an, I always thought it was an actual conversation because of her coming in with it. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that it's, I mean, is there a chance that it's being screamed from the like lobby as she's getting into an elevator? Yes. Right. <laughs> um, or I, I think maybe it could be that, that she's, it's gotten to the point where she's like, listen, we're just going to have this out one last time. Cause he won't leave. He won't let up unless I speak to him face to face. But, yeah. but Jerry, you stay there. <laughs> and, and Scott, you're over here. So Jerry and Scott, you got to flank me because this guy is a loose cannon. <laughs> See, I kind of, I kind of like that interpretation where, as she's like walking to the elevator, he's having this whole conversation. She's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. She gets into the elevator and turns to the elevator operator. This is a real fancy building. <laughs> yeah. And says, "I was working as a waitress in the cocktail bar. That much is true." And the elevator operator's like, "I, I don't care." Yeah. He's like, what she's, floor? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, Lincoln bio. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to your bio to figure out what floor you need. <laughs> Just tell me. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail That much is true. It doesn't feel like it could be a face-to-face conversation, but maybe it is. But I always wonder if it was a thing. I always thought like, it was over the phone. Oh, maybe it's over the phone. Okay. All right. I could buy that. That's always our that. out, though. We always assume people are having deep conversations <laughs> over the phone. I guess so. I mean, Look, we got one the... operator in this town, and she's it got is, stuff to do. It is the fault of the story song universe that, like, it's like, sure. this, is, this is a phone conversation because most of these things happen over the phone. Well, think of it this way. It's 1981, and he's saying, like, you won't see me. In 1981, there are two ways to talk to people, unless this is a series of letters. Right. Or what I was going to say, I was wondering if it's a thing where, because occasionally you'll have a movie where there's, like, two narrators. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a Rashomon thing, and they both give their side of the story. They're not talking to each other. They're just kind of telling you. Oh, that's interesting. This thing, and then she says, like, so I was kind of wondering if that's kind of the vibe where they're both presenting their case to you, the audience. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're narrating you know what I mean? the story. Right. But she does, but, I mean, she does directly refer to him. I was going to say, the, the, last, the, the, last, the last verse, her verse sounds like somebody being like, listen, and uh, listen, this is not to pull <laughs> the woman card, but this verse <laughs> sounds like a woman having to appease some dodo and like let him down gently after she has already said, I don't want to see you anymore. She's be like, listen, this has been great, but I think we've moved past each other and we'll get into it. But yes. And, and it takes everything in her power not to be like, you are a doofus and I don't want you around (laughs) me anymore. But because men are men, sometimes women have to be like, listen, it's, this has Mm. been great, but, GTFO. <laughs> right. 
I mean, maybe I'm this. Only, hold on. I was all I want to say is I'm just going to stand up for the for for my gender real quick. Yeah. And just say I'm gonna news flash. Occasionally, the woman can be the toxic part of the relationship. I'm just gonna say yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Uh, but no, what I was gonna say was, do I feel personally I, attacked? I, yes, but that's fine. <laughs> no. Despite you know, outside of gender, sexual orientation, whatever, I think there's also a situation where. He like he won't stop calling. Yeah. He won't stop calling. Like what? No, but I'm saying. And then she's like, "All right, let's just have let's have the conversation, and let's let's I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him, and then this is it. We're gonna end it here. She's gotta take right? another tack with him, right? I but I just feel like that's the thing where she's like, let's just talk because I love when you start a conversation like this, start with a concession. Love it. Yeah. This woman is a genius. If she's if she has her <laughs> manager in between her and this guy or whatever, or you know. That's smart. And then this conversation starts with, I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Because she's not like, listen, a-hole, whatever. <laughs> she's like, yes. Yeah. You have a good point. When you are in a highly charged situation like that, trust me, great to throw that out because it totally throws them off. Yeah. Totally. They don't know what to do. If you're like, I will concede that that part is true. While I do agree with that part of your statement. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if if this is them both presenting their sides of the story, I mean, maybe this yeah. is from the famous um, uh, Human League trials of 1981. <laughs> sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Where she's saying, uh, Senator, uh, I was working yeah. as a waitress in a cocktail yeah. bar. That much is true. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They uh, did that miniseries. They did that miniseries about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. It's good. The 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 what was that American crime story, whatever that's called? That's right. Yeah. Judith Light the... was in it. <laughs> uh yeah. She really can she's... do anything. She's, oh, amazing. she's amazing. She's amazing. She's just incredible. Love her. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. That much is true. But even then, I knew I'd find a much better place. Either with or without you. Yes. Wow. Tell so, him. Tell so him. I think I think that confirms. For the most part, that she, yes, she was probably going on auditions, yes, or singing in like doing open mics or whatever. She had a demo, yeah, yeah. Like this, this it wasn't him being like you. I'm plucking you from total obscurity or whatever. Now he was, he was say. right place, right time. Right. Here's what I would say. There's two options here. Either a this guy is totally delusional. Uh huh. Right. She was on her way. She hooked up with this guy for five years. Okay, fine. Or B, and this doesn't reflect great on her morally, but perhaps uh, intellectually, if she rode this guy as far as she needed and then dumped him like a bad habit the moment (laughs) (laughs) she didn't anymore. I I have no problem with either of those choices. I don't either, <laughs> especially especially but, because this guy is a dingus. Yeah, like if he if he was like a nice guy who was generally trying to help her and she screwed him over, that'd be one thing. Yeah, but <laughs> screw this guy. So <laughs> yeah, ride him as far as you can, and then again, the moment you the moment you don't need him anymore, drop him. But I don't think that's the case. I think he okay. had an inflated sense of who he was when they met, and thought he had yes, more influence agreed. than he did. Right. And so every success that she had, he thought it was because of him. But she knew from the beginning, no, it's not. Uh, we're we're going through this together. You're a low level executive at a like recording uh, company or like at a pr- production right. company. Like you're not 
Exactly. Yeah, maybe he had some level of connection. Yes. But but it it's her talent that's gonna you know correct. if he gets like let's even say he and, like gets her an audition yeah. just as just an example right there's fifty other girls in that in that audition room she's gonna she's gonna land yeah. the audition with her talent yeah. right and yeah it, and it might he can get her in the door right sure and maybe but it, that's about it she yeah. keeps herself there and maybe it is that like through the five years her career took off and his stayed stagnant and he right. is now jealous of that and he is um you know uh you know he he doesn't want to see her succeed without his success as well so um so that's what i think it is but i think i think she knew you know like you said like she was working she had a demo or she had a reel uh depending on what she's doing and she she, she had a bunch all, of amazon boxes she had a bunch of amazon boxes and <laughs> sure and a betamax <laughs> But she felt <laughs> Amazon back boxes, Betamax in a dream. That's right. That's right. The, yeah, the, the this person story. Yeah, the title of her autobiography. Um, but I think that you know she she never stopped pursuing her career, her path. It's just that he met her halfway down the path. Yeah. Right. And she oh, also yeah, yeah. had the confidence. She knew. That she would find a much better place. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. So it wasn't, none of this was his idea. Yeah. She had, she had the dream. What they don't have, right. what they don't have in here is that the, um, the first, uh, version of this song was, it didn't start with, I was working as a waitress. It started with, first of all, I was working <laughs> as a waitress in a cocktail bar. That much is right. true. Well, see, but this is what I love is that she doesn't come at him. That's right. She's playing That's this true. very she's playing this very diplomatically. Yeah. Diplomatically. Right? Yeah. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. You're right. Okay. But even Fine. then, I knew I would find a much better place. Either with or without you. The five years we have had have been such a good time. I st- I still love you. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's time I live my life on my own. I guess it's just what I must do. Boom. Like, what can you say to that? You know know what? I even wonder, because here's what I'm wondering. I even wonder if the I still love you, is that even true? No. Or is that just a good? This is is very break it to me gently. Yes. Exactly. I love this girl. I really do. She's she's letting him down easy because. Exactly. One, I think to save his fragile ego and two. To save his fragile ego. It's just easier. But yeah, I'm just. But, but right. here's the thing. See, here's this, the thing. This is a quick way to end an argument. Right. Exactly. And here's the thing. Right. Even this guy is a total schmuck and a dingus. Screw this guy. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Why burn a bridge? Right. I mean, you, hey. don't, you don't. If you don't have to, you know what I mean. I'm not even saying like for a career. I'm saying like just. You know what I mean? Like if if this guy like just let it just. It's over. Let him down easy. That's the end, the- and then anytime he calls from here on out, the manager answers and says she's too busy. I will say, like, yeah. yeah. I, I will say this, too, though. This is such a power move because he's sitting there flailing about saying, don't you know right. who I am? Aren't you sorry? Don't you want me? Like, uh, like, I can't believe this. He's all over the place, and she is just so logical about yeah. everything. She's and very so cool about it. And so cool-headed about it, saying... You you can attack me and things like that. That's fine. 
that's going to roll off my back because I'm above that. I'm going to tell you the truth. The truth is I always knew that I was going to be somewhere better than this. We had some good times. I have a place in my heart for you, but I have to move on now. That's just my, that's my journey. Yeah. And she's subscribe to my YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Click that, smash that subscribe button. (laughs) She's making it seem like it's no one's fault. They didn't fall out of love. Just there's no reason other than this is just sort of the relationship took its course. And I, like you said, I, this is her journey. And that's so I good. Guess, I, guess it, yeah. I guess it's just what I must do. It's just what I must do. Right? And you're saying, like, don't get dragged down to his level. Yep. Like, yeah. if he's flailing and he's making these, like, vague threats that he can't back up, like, she's not doing that. She's yeah. just like, listen, dude, this is it. This you know is the I mean? reality of the situation. I if mean, I what she could get- say is... I will have my lawyers destroy your life. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Am yeah. I saying I'm better than you? And she can no, still I don't have do to say. that. Yes. Yeah. But that's the thing. She can still do that. She just doesn't have to say it. And she does not right. know. She doesn't have to say it. That is no. such a power move. The cool, exactly. calm, collected, logical right. thing. And logical then, thing. And then she just turns around and says, uh, I wish you all the best. We don't, uh, <laughs> we don't validate parking. At the, right. <laughs> like, at the hotel, like please go away, uh, follow and subscribe. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, and, like and subscribe. Thank you. Like and subscribe. Thank this you. Is, this is very Joan Crawford addressing the board members of Pepsi. Um, <laughs> this ain't her first rodeo. She, she walks out a winner. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's probably without the, 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 the big, the big, um, outcry that she has in the middle of it or outburst she has in the middle of it but the whole th- yeah. other thing the core yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the sword cuts both ways <laughs> um can i can i ask a question yes um uh, this is a i'm gonna come in with a classic dan question yeah did that happen in a movie or did joan crawford own pepsi or something both. that i wasn't so aware she, of so joan crawford married the president of pepsi cola Oh, okay. And she and he made Pepsi Cola what it is today. <laughs> That's what she says. That's what she says in the movie. So they in Mommy Dearest, there's a whole thing. He called her Pally. Oh, right. And in Mommy Dearest, there's a a very famous scene where right, she outbursts right. because they want to take gotcha. her off the board and they misspoke. They didn't understand how I'm now I'm just right. doing quotes from the movie. Um, but yeah. The answer is I yes. I forgot that I forgot well, not that I I would have made this connection anyway, but I forgot that the movie Mommy Dearest is about Joan Crawford. Yes. Uh, a movie I've never seen. Um, oh, oh, we're oh, watching oh, it. Oh, come on. Maybe someday I will. It's, um, also, it's also the reason tonight, that Betty Davis had a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also the reason that Betty Davis had a um, Coca-Cola machine installed on the set of uh, Who's Afraid of... Who's, not Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Uh, whatever Happened to Baby Jane. <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> so catty. All right. <laughs> I think it's time I live my life on my own. Okay, so I like that too because he's like, you know, again, our 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 not just our love life, but the, my professional life yes. is all tangled up in you. I gotta live my life on my own. I guess it's just what I must do. So so good, I and love I love the I guess. Yeah, right. She's like, look, I'm not making this choice. You're not making this choice. This is just it. Just I guess this is just sort of how it has to be. Yeah, right. This how can you argue with that? Get out. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, that, and that's and that's another great thing about her whole thing is you can't argue with it, right? And he and he doesn't even try. He just ends it with saying, "Don't you want me?" That's he just goes back to that. Yeah. Because what else can he possibly say? Yeah. She she's got an airtight case. She she is you know, if she was a lawyer, she'd be like slam dunk. Mm-hmm. You you uh you are convicted on five counts of being a jerk. <laughs> Get lost. Um, Look, she's so she's, she's uh she's Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Sure, she's yeah. Joan Crawford slash Perry Mason. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, slash Matlock <laughs> in the TikTok influencer story. Um, <laughs> There's a lot going on in the song. So, uh. So she says her piece, and then again, he just goes back to what we've already heard. Don't you want me? You know I can't believe it when I hear that you won't see me. Don't. Don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say you don't need me. It's much too late to find. You think you've changed your mind. You better change your back. We'll both be sorry. Which even now, that they found even more of a hollow yeah. threat. Yeah. yeah, come on. You're okay, nothing. bye-bye. Go away. Um, and she's like, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? This whole part, I feel like he's just sort of saying to himself at the stage door. Right. <laughs> In the rain. Yeah, like as <laughs> as security has escorted him out. Yep. Well, and I think, you know, and I think also, you know, I think he is, he was literally delusional. Like, he thought, this gravy train's never going to end. Yeah. Like, I'm, this is it forever you know what i mean and then when she cuts it off so fast he's just like now he's got nothing because he he wasn't actually doing anything for her right or at least not nothing that she can't now replicate so now he's he's totally out of it and the only hold he had over her was that they were dating or whatever and once that's over like there's no reason for him to hang around right so then he's totally on the outside yeah yeah so yeah he totally he totally screwed himself over too because maybe if he was like had like some other clients or whatever I don't know and again I'm not quite sure what he was doing yeah, for her I know. but um but yeah if he had other clients or whatever but now he's got nothing because he thought he would just hitch his wagon to her train forever and that would be the end of it mm-hmm. yeah if he's like I just lost all my clients right well, <laughs> right one client that's that's, that's just it. a bad business model yeah. Um, so yeah, all right. Any other thoughts on this song other than it uh rocks yeah. and it's the best? It is a great song. It's terrific. Cool. All right, well then let's do expanding universe. Expanded universe. I'll just start and say, do we think Joan from She Loves to Hear the Music gave her the thumbs up when she heard her single? Is that why she's is Maybe. that the real yeah. Is that the real architect of her success? Yes. So this guy this guy knew Joan. Right. And was like, Joan, can you just here's a demo? Right. Can yep. you just sort of make sure somebody hears it? And she's like, Well, let me listen to it first. Mm-hmm. One, I love to hear the music. <laughs> Two, great ears. So she yep. listens to it. She's like, She's gonna be a star. Yeah. Yeah. You she's you, like, you tell her tell her that I said hot. she's gonna be a star. Yep. Yeah. Joan says you're gonna be a star. And then she makes it. I agree. Yeah. I think nice. that's. I think that's right. I think that. Makes that's sense. all he did was he handed in a demo. That's right. Mm-hmm. 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 And then Joan is the one who said, "Girl, you do not need him." 
<laughs> yep, and then she and jo- she and Joan get to be friends. Yep. It, oh, is he hearing it from Joan? Ooh, is Joan I like that. One, is she the one telling him? I that, like that. Oh, that's that good. That she doesn't want to see you anymore. That's good. And yep. and then he says to Joan, uh, you know, so when you see her, just say, "Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, don't you yeah. want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, <laughs> yeah." And then say something about being sorry. And Joan right. says, I'm, I'm, "I'm probably not going to say that." Fine, I could do that. Um, well, I also so here here's here's my head cannon ready. Okay. This is Joan. Joan strikes out on her own. Now she's she's like, you know what? No more secretary. Uh-huh. This girl's got the goods. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna rep her. And now and now as this as his as his fortunes fall, Jones is only rising. Ooh. Because she actually knows how to you know, manage a, a big, yep. a big star. So that's, I'm going to say that Ooh. that's exactly what happened. Greatest years production. This is Joan. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, um, yeah, this is, um, this is, ju- this is basically a star is born. This is, that's what I was going to say. Like Joan, <laughs> it's very like, my name is Mrs. Norman Maine. Um, <laughs> Michael. Yes. I got some news for you. <gasps> what? We have to wait. I mean, I could just tell you now. I don't know. Should we wait for part two? No, don't tell me. Tell no, me, don't tell me. Tell me. Tell I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm oh. so excited. Okay, don't no, tell us. Tell us. Okay. What? Well, this song was inspired by the 1976 film Star. Yay! <gasps> Yay! <laughs> That's what I'm I was so thinking about this entire thing. I was like, "This is yeah. a Star Is Born." Yeah, this is a star is born. Oh my god. I am my I got goosebumps. That's amazing. <laughs> I got goosebumps. The nineteen you want expanded yeah, universe. The nineteen seventy-six version of A Star is Born starred, of course, Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. um, who won the Academy Award for writing Evergreen, love theme from A Star is Born. Uh-huh. Uh and Chris Christopherson, star of the film Convoy. Yes. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. A shirtless Chris Christopherson, the man who wants to be <laughs> yeah. shirtless. <laughs> that's true oh yeah wow. i mean i i will say when i came across that fact in the research i went well at least michael will be interested for a moment. um <laughs> that was the first time i paid attention this whole episode <laughs> <laughs> just for the time this is the first time michael put his phone down He's been doing wordle. Wordle. So um hey guys wordle i don't know what to oh, tell you so good so good, so good. <laughs> uh, um so uh well anyway back to expanded universe i would say i think the because this is the early 80s uh-huh. the cocktail lounge that she was working on is the same it's the club from opportunities oh sure yes right? so while yeah, yeah. Yep. they're having their conversation in one booth he's he's meeting her as a as a cocktail waitress in in the, in the next booth over. oh and he's definitely dude bros with the opportunities guy right he's what definitely... if this is the opportunities guy I got I mean, the brains, you got the voice. Let's make lots of money. Well, this, and this Ooh. is why he's on the out. Yes, this is I mean, why he's it's on not the, the out from the song. But like, what yeah, if I know. the brawn? But I'm saying is... he just his 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 business opportunity that went belly up was her. Ooh, she yeah. just dumped him, and now he's desperate to get something else going. He just turns yeah. to any other person. He goes, "What about you? What do you got? <laughs> what about you? I'll pick you up. He, you look he, strong." <laughs> he goes back to the club where he met her, and he's like, I got to figure something out. And he's like, my car's outside. It doesn't work. 
Like, let's make lots of money. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it's the oh, same guy. Wow, yeah. that's guy. good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Could this be the sequel to the story of Pearl? Huh? So Explain. we kind of leave her in that club singing for the lost and the lonely. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe that's where he meets her. She doesn't have a demo. She made a record. Uh-huh. She's right. like, look, this went nowhere. And he's like, I can make you a star. And then she becomes <laughs> a star. Okay. I, this woman could be Pearl. I think Michael, that would be I'm such a gonna, happy ending for Pearl. It would be. I'm just going to give that to you. Okay. I, well, oh, okay. you were being much nicer to <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to move on, frankly. Uh, yeah. But... No. I, I'll, I'll give it to you, too. I don't believe it. I'll give it to yeah. you, Michael. I think it could be. I don't think it could be, and here's why, and then we'll move on. Um, because Pearl has zero confidence in her, and this woman has a lot of confidence in her, and always did. Yeah. I think by the time Pearl gets to that, um, I think the whole point of Pearl is she tried, and it didn't work out, whereas right. this person had a, a specific trajectory, and that trajectory worked out. Unless Pearl is Susan Boyle, who like worked in the beginning and then all of a sudden shows up and <laughs> Simon Cavill finds her and she becomes some <laughs> random success. Um, Here's what I'm going to say. No offense to Susan Boyle, wherever she may be. Does she have the world uh, at her feet? Not anymore. Uh, she did for that summer. Yeah. Um, maybe, I guess, maybe, but, momentarily. But I do agree that this man, I do agree that this man probably saw Pearl and was like, I can make you a star. And Pearl's going to say, I've been there. I've done oh. that. I don't need you. I'm just singing for the lost okay. and the lonely. I'm good. Okay. All right. Or if he's like, I, I could make you a star. And then he's like, you know what? I probably can't. <laughs> yeah. Change my mind. I have to reevaluate my whole life. <laughs> yeah. She makes him a and, better man. I mean, you could say that he was, um, in the context of the story, a benevolent man who took her in off the streets. And maybe one week later, she was pouring his tea in a five-room hotel suite. You think she's fancy? Could she be fancy? No. Also, no. Because no. I don't. What is your obsession <laughs> with making every character a, a teenage prostitute, <laughs> which is what fancy is? She's. Does she have a heart of gold? I don't know sure. if that's that's uh, uh, a <laughs> go-to that we have on I the show, but, but I, I think. <laughs> You bring up fancy because it's the way best too much. Song. It is the it's best way too song. much. I haven't brought up fancy in episodes. <laughs> but I do think. Listen, I, I, I get it, Michael. I understand you. I just mm-hmm. think it's time. This is just what I have to do. Is that I have to <laughs> move nice. on yeah. for this? But no, well played. I but um I I I, I don't think it's in the fancy universe. You don't? <laughs> the fancy expanded universe? <laughs> I don't think it's in the fancy expanded universe. Because that okay. because I don't think he's benevolent. Yeah. No. He also okay. he the, the person that Fancy meets and who takes Fancy in and like, you know, makes her who she is seems to be a good person. Right. This person is right. not a good person. That's true. So she's yeah. a self made fancy is a self made woman, much like this woman is. So I'll give you that. Yes. I don't think she's fancy. I mean, I think okay. she's fancy, but fancy's not her name. I think she's fancy. She wasn't born poor white <laughs> trash, but fancy wasn't her name. <laughs> so you don't think she charmed a king, a congressman, an occasional aristocrat? I mean, she could have, but... No. I, I mean, again... <laughs> no, that's not her type. No. 
That's no. what Dan says. And I, this is not saying. an attack. This is not an attack on fancy. But I don't think <laughs> fancy again was a teenage prostitute. I don't think this person went down the same path. So no, I don't think this is. I don't think this is the same person. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. But and leave it at that. All right. It's okay. Um, I enjoy it though. Okay. Fine. Just I cut that think... part out. I don't care. No, no it's staying in. Um. Rachel, did you have it? I don't know if you had one. No, I was going to say a Pearl's a singer thing. Because uh, okay. I do think oh, that do he it. met. Well, I was going to say that he he definitely is either going. He's going after this. He's going into the bar for the Lost and the Lonely. He sees Pearl mm. and he's like, well, there's my next venture. <laughs> but it goes very or maybe, different. Or, or maybe, was, Pearl, was Pearl his first failure? Oh. Ooh, maybe. You know oh, I mean? he got her to make that record. Oh. And I mean that also proves that also proves that it's not, not him. him. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. The pro was you... first. Okay. And then he met this girl, and she, of course, she actually had the talent. She didn't need this bozo, and so she went out and and conquered the world on her own. And this guy sit, b- sitting back thinking he did it all. Yeah. I mean, listen. There's definitely pearl influence in here. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I I would agree with that. Oh yeah. Um. You know, and this is not an expanded universe thing, but I just want to point out this is also kind of the inverse of her town too. That she mm-hmm. she yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she kept the boys in the band. He's on the outs, so yeah. Yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah. What if what if he, he saw Pearl sing and he said, You, I'm gonna make you a star and Pearl was like, Me? And he was like, No, 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 that lady over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the waitress I was talking to. Girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the waitress serving drinks behind you. Who me? Sit uh, down, piano lady. No. Pearl, uh, this is not out, about you. Get out of the way. <laughs> talking to her. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, it's just like, well <laughs> Poor I'll Pearl. Say this. I'll say this. I, I got even more lost and lonely in that moment. So I tonight's sing even t- a little bit better. Yeah, tonight's show is going to be especially lost and lonely. <laughs> Pearl, you want to sing a song for the lost and lonely? I don't want to. I am the yeah. lost and the Not lonely. Tonight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, guys. There's no question that the last few years have been a bit rough. Maybe you're feeling scared or anxious or confused and you just need someone to talk to. Heck, it would be weirder if you didn't. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is, therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Or you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Story Song Podcast listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash storysong, all one word. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com 
slash story song. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. If you look for it, every day has cause for celebration. Celebrate a friend for their promotion baby wedding life thing. Celebrate yourself for keeping the couch warm. It's no easy feat, especially if it's a big couch. Or maybe you just want to celebrate living in 2023 where you can get beer, wine, and spirits delivered from Drizzly in under 60 minutes without leaving said couch. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be? And uh, well, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, <laughs> Please do. So the Human League was formed in Sheffield, England in 1977. Now, this is a classic. There are 15 paragraphs on Wikipedia. I'm going, yeah. <laughs> to, I'm going to condense this step before we even get to like the Human League actually existing. So I'm going to get it. There's people coming in and out of the band. Sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly condense that part, and then we'll talk about Don't You Want Me, and then I'll quickly kind of wrap up. So just, just so you know, we're, we're, we're doing a – we're, we're kind of shuffling through the, the beginning of the day here. But – Webster's Dictionary defines human league as <laughs> – <laughs> So here's the short version. So there were – there's a synth band in Sheffield, England called The Future. It consisted of three guys with synthesizers. One of those guys left the band. And the other two guys, whose names were Ian Craig Marsh and Martin Ware, decided to hire a singer because they were hoping to get signed to a label. That new singer was Philip Oakey. Oakey worked in a hospital and hadn't done much singing and couldn't really play any instruments. But <laughs> he was known around Sheffield, the Sheffield social scene for his striking look and dress. According to Ware, they chose him because he already looked like a pop star. Wow. Okay. Wow, is, that is shallow. <laughs> this, is, this is this is going to be a running theme, so get ready. Um, they so just they ran to- into him in a hospital, and they were like, hey, can you sing? And he was like, no. 
<laughs> well, no, I'm a it's nurse. surprising. And Michael. they were like, that's fine. <laughs> so, Michael, you may be surprised to know uh, that exact setup is coming in a little bit. But <laughs> no, he, he worked in a hospital and he just was he would just hang out in Sheffield and he was just like really handsome and dressed really well. And they were like, you look like you're already famous. So come sing in our band, even though you can't sing. I mean, I could sing, but he was like, you, you don't professionally sing. Yeah. And you can't really play the instruments. But so come be in our band anyway. So the beginning of their biography was you were working in a hospital in Old <laughs> Sheffield sure. when we met you. Right, exactly. He fit the suit. Yeah. He's Johnny uh, Bravo. So they decided to choose a new name for the band and settled on the Human League, which came from a science fiction board game called Star Force colon Alpha Centauri. And that sounds real nerdy. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's, oh. and this is this is from a guy who uh, who has seen Star Wars like fifty times. But uh, does that also sounds like a, a game that we should get? Doesn't that sound like a game <laughs> that we should track down and play? I, I mean, guess come so. On. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on eBay like, as we speak. Yeah, I just my nerd senses start going up. When it gets too nerdy, I'm like, come on. <laughs> When there's a colon in the name of the game, get out of town. I can't. <laughs> I that just means that there's that. a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Human League released a single called Boiled Alive on a small label called Fast Product. It made its way to NME, which is New Music Express, okay. uh, who wrote it up and went nuts for it. Now, we've talked in the past briefly about the English Music Press. Yes. But if you don't know, New Music Express, and there's a couple other ones, um, New Music Express is often shortened to NME. Mm -hmm. Um, What they do is they find something new. And then they act like it fell from heaven. (laughs) And it's the greatest thing that anyone has ever heard. Yeah. And this is the start of something new. And if you don't get on board right now, you're going to get left it. behind and be a real loser playing Star Force Alpha Centauri <laughs> with your loser nerd friends. So you better get on this thing right now. We're just talking then, about it on your podcast many years later. <laughs> well, and then the next week, the, 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 the magazine comes out and they're like, forget that old thing. Forget that thing sucks now. Yeah. That's dumb. This new thing is great. So anyway, the point is they go crazy. They, they, they got this single. From uh, Human League, uh, they were like, it's the best thing that ever happened. And then also David Bowie apparently saw an early show and told NME that the Human League was the future of pop music. So the point is, at least Whoa. in England, they were on their way. Yeah. So that happened. So it's they like were being blessed by the Pope. Yeah, especially, yeah. In 1977 or whatever, yes, definitely. In fact, it's be- Bowie's better than the Pope. Mm-hmm. Didn't David Bowie say the same thing about... Um... Donna Summer and I Feel Love? Yes. Okay. Which was also 1977. (laughs) (laughs) He's just giving this going out left and right. Well, this probably isn't. He saw the future a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, maybe Human League was the future of pop music, and I think he said uh, I Feel Love and Donna Summer was the future of dance music. See, there you go. Yeah. He was going genre by genre. Exactly. He's like, you, you're the future of Calliope music. <laughs> so get on it. 
some guy with a with a steel drum like thanks i guess I don't know. <laughs> that's calypso music <laughs> oh, whatever, forget sorry. it forget it steel drum you're still the, the future of calliope music so you better figure out how to make that calypso sound like calliope <laughs> glenn miller you're uh. the future of big band music you're also the past of big band music. you're timeless glenn miller you're timeless uh, some, some, thank some you guy. david bowie <laughs> Some guy in Scrubs is like, thanks, David Bowie. No, that's a colonoscopy. Oh, brother. <laughs> Got a real British farce going on here. <laughs> um, so based off the strength of all of that, uh, praise, they signed to Virgin Records. Um, and it was basically a slow motion disaster uh, with failed singles and canceled tours after that. Um, and David Bowie so- was like, I might have been wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> he could see he could see far into the future because. Uh, so first of all, just as a side note, it'll be important in a second. Philip Adrian Wright had been hired as a touring keyboard player during this time. So, mm-hmm. but they like they were they were supposed to go on tour. It got canceled. The, they put out a, more singles. They didn't go anywhere. So things were there were problems, and they had just signed to Virgin. And so, what hospital did they find him in? <laughs> who the, the oh yeah the keyboardist yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, I don't know, but name a hospital. Is there a famous hospital in England? Uh, he was actually just found at a city MD. They <laughs> okay. just found him at like an urgent care. Sure. Well, they needed him urgently, so it made yeah, sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's where you get your last minute band replacements. Right. At urgent care. So uh, the band began fighting, and in 1980, two weeks before the start of their European tour, the band split up. Um. So Philip Oakey and uh, Philip Adrian Wright, who I just mentioned, kept the Human League name, and Ware and Marsh would eventually form a new band called Heaven Seventeen. Oh, sure. So they're, so they're out of the band now. Yeah. Um, Heaven Seventeen actually had a couple of small hits, well, decent hits, but mostly in England. They didn't cross over mm-hmm. to America. The only place that counts. So forget them. Um, <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, Oki and Wright were now 10 days from the start of a tour, um, and if they did not complete it, they would be sued by venue owners and the label, so they had to form a new band in a few days. So, Oki hired professional musician Ian Burton to play keyboards. Then, while looking for backup singers, Oki went to various clubs around Sheffield. In one, he met two high school students. He asked them if they had ever sung or danced professionally. They said no. He said, he said, great, would you like to join my new band? We go on tour next week. They said, sure. Oh, my gosh. The most nonchalant I've ever seen anybody put a band together. What the heck? This is also the, this is also the best possible outcome for an adult male talking to teenage girls saying, I have a band come out on the road with me. And it turned out. That he was telling the truth and he had a band and it all worked out yeah. fine. This yeah. is the one time in history when that happened. It's, yeah, exactly. That is, I mean, they're just, re- this is, this is like the, the version, this is like just pulling names out of a hat. Yeah. They might as yeah. well just, this is crazy. <laughs> so anyway. That's why the name of the band was Human League, because it was open to all humans. <laughs> yes, right, any right. human. <laughs> That's right. Any human could. We just need a league of humans. That's all we need is a league of humans. Humans wanted no experience necessary. Yeah. Exactly. Who's, who's in the band? Um, a bunch of humans. 
and even no. play any names? instruments? I don't know. Not really. Nope. Nope. They'll figure it out. <laughs> um. So, I mean, to be fair, I think by this point, Phil Oakley had at least figured out how to play, like, a synthesizer. So, he, I mean, he could technically yeah. play. Uh, but this origin three, story of this band three years. sounds mm-hmm. like an actual nightmare because, like... It's 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 that nightmare where like you're walking on stage and it's like oh I've got an entire concert to do I don't know how to play right. this instrument <laughs> yeah I don't know any of these songs yeah yeah the, where is the next line in this in this uh, backstory so they started the tour and Philip Oakley accidentally <laughs> went on stage naked in front of his entire <laughs> elementary class so, uh, so and he had a history tour. test that day yeah. I was <laughs> And then Phil Oakey woke up and was like, oh, thank God, I work at a hospital. I had this crazy dream <laughs> that I was a rock star and I had to go on tour and I don't know how to play any instruments. I mean, Great. Geez. Do you know how to do surgery? Nope. No. No. Don't but know how to know do what? any of that. But you know what? I fronted a band, so I'm guessing I could figure out how to figure out how to deal with this hernia. <laughs> hop, on, uh, hop on the table. <laughs> I fronted a band in which I did not know how to play any instruments, but um, no. I could probably set that broken arm for you. Yeah, hand me that scalpel. Hold still, Mr. Bowie. Okay, so... um, (laughs) They are the future of medicine. (laughs) You are the future (laughs) of killing your patients because you don't know what you're doing, (laughs) says David Bowie. So uh, those high school students' names were Susan Ann Sully, who was 17 at the time, and Joanne Catherall, who was 18. Mm. Um, So they went on tour, and it was a complete disaster. Sure. Um, they just barely survived. Uh, audience were surprised to find that the band had a new lineup because they were expecting the other guys. Uh, they would boo loudly and throw things at them. Why so, would they come to our concert just to boo us? <laughs> well, in and that to which case, the audience goes, to which the audience goes, we didn't come to your concert. <laughs> yeah, we were expecting other who people. Who are you? No. Uh, singing their number two song, Born to Runner Up. Okay, so... <laughs> So, uh, so at the end of the tour, the band was deeply in debt to Virgin Records, and the label basically told them they had one last chance. Um, so Oki and Wright quickly produced the single Boys and Girls, and it hit number 47 on the UK charts. Boys and girls, I love you dearly, but I hate to have you near me. So basically, Virgin was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> 40, that's not bad. That's not bad. So you're going to continue on a trial basis. Um, they did hire veteran producer Martin Rushent, who had worked with bands like the Buzzcocks, Generation X, and the Stranglers, to work with the band, and said they needed, like, oh, and then he said they needed, like, actual musicians um, mm-hmm. in the band. Uh, so they hired Was that his Ian... professional opinion? <laughs> yeah, basically. He was like, no one here does how to play any instruments. So... That's a problem. Uh, what if so we got you a couple of musicians? <laughs> I mean, instead of a couple of high school students and some hospital orderlies. Right, is that, exactly. I mean, call me crazy. <laughs> I mean, no offense to veteran producer Martin Rushnit, but I feel like I also could have figured that out <laughs> if I was there. Yeah, it's a real hot take there. <laughs> Virgin Records, hire me. Maybe they were like, look at the village people. They've got a cop. They've yeah. got a construction worker. None of them are musicians. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Phil, I got, some, uh, I got some stuff to tell you about how show business works, buddy. Um, <laughs> a man is not a cop. Okay. Um, 
so anyway, so he was like, we should hire some real musicians. So they did hire Ian Burden on a full-time basis and then guitarist Joe Callis. Okay. Uh, so the results of the first session with Martin Rushin, it was a single called The Sound of the Crowd, released April 1981, which reached number 12 on the UK charts. And again, Virgin was like, okay, <laughs> you can do one more. Oh, the record label there. really, really... Uh... Had a lot of faith in this band. Well, the funny thing is they no. didn't because they were like, you got one shot, buddy. And then, and I guess basically being like expecting them to be done. And then they put yeah. out a song that had 47. And they were like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right, all right. Bet you can't do, do that one. again. Yeah, exactly. And they put the next one that came out, it was hit number 12. And they were like, I mean, okay, we promise. <laughs> we promise we'd do it. So, all right, you got number 12. So let's see what you can do. And then their next single was called Love Action, I Believe in Love, um, which is a song you guys probably know. Released August 1981, which hit number three on the UK charts, and Virgin was like, okay, fine, you can make an album. (laughs) They're like, well, yeah, we already have three of the songs. Yeah, exactly. We're halfway there, basically. Exactly. So that album was called Dare, which was released in October of 1981 and reached number one on the UK charts and number three on the US Billboard 200. Now, I want to point out that that is October 1981. Remember when I said in 1980 how they went on tour and just barely survived it? Yeah. Yeah. This is now only like a year later. They have the number one album in the UK at number three in the US. Unbelievable. And listen, good on Human League. Because the fact that they kept on getting the sort of runaround from Virgin, yeah, and then and then they have this turnaround, and then to name the album Dare, like, oh, you're gonna dare <laughs> us to be successful? Well, I got news for you. No. And that news is we were successful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought that was self-evident. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. So a very busy and successful 1981 for the band The Human League. Um, so Virgin Records, Don, Simon Draper. You almost called him Don uh, Draper. Yeah, you almost called him Don you Draper. You totally did. <laughs> <laughs> so S- Virgin Records, Simon Draper, um, decided he wanted an additional single from the album before the end of the year. That single was Don't You Want Me. Mm-hmm. You guys, are yeah. you ready for it? Okay. The band didn't believe in it. Of course. So they never do. I love it I when mean, that technically, happens. Technically, Phil Oakey didn't believe in it, okay? So the song was originally written and recorded with just the male vocal. But then Phil Oakey saw a little film called A Star is Born. Yay. And Yay. decided to turn it into a conflicting duet. Susan Ann Sully was chosen to sing it, uh, even though up till then she, oh, yeah, even though up till then she and Joanne Catherall had only sung backup vocals. Originally, the song was much harsher and darker sounding. Martin Rushent was unhappy with the sound and remixed it with a lighter sound. Oki hated the new version, fought with Rushent about it, 
and then relegated it to the last track on the album. Oh. He liked he he disliked it so much. Wow. So just to clarify, you said that the version that of a star is born that they, that he had seen that it was based on was the the Streisand version in '76. That's what I read. Yes. Okay. Because okay. there were two others before that. Yeah, I, I know. So I don't know if no, he it was, was the like... one from 1924, Michael. <laughs> it was like 1937. Okay, fine. Wait, but I, I mean, the, I don't know. Maybe one before what? No, there was there was the. There was the Barbara Streisand version. Mm-hmm. There was the when was the Judy Garland one? Nineteen fifty-five. Oh, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Did you think that was the version from nineteen twenty-four? I was very she was confused. One years old. I know. No, I didn't think that. No, no. Michael, you said nineteen thirty-seven. I thought she it was, was very earlier. talented. If anyone could have pulled <laughs> uh, it off, that is true. true. Being yeah. one years old, yeah. I would have. That believe. that one year old has lived such a life, <laughs> and there's so much soul in her eyes. <laughs> Um, and her daughter so, is going to be a star <laughs> so Oki fought with Russian and the label again uh, when it was selected to be released as a single saying it was a poor quality filler track and thought it would wreck the band's newfound popularity Yikes. really well so like, like not only didn't believe in it but like really really didn't believe in it I mean I think he liked the song he didn't like the mix yeah Okay. It had it had a much darker version, and this was a lot poppier and lighter, and he didn't like it. So, and I, I mean, I get it. You know, I've been there. Where like, you can't see the forest through the trees. You know, you like right. you're laser focused on the thing that you think it should be, and you you can't see that. You know, maybe it's it's better this way. But mm-hmm. anyway, while the single was released on November twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. And it hit number one in the UK the next week and stayed there for five weeks. Wow. wow. It would eventually be the fifth biggest selling UK single of the 1980s. Of the eight of the entire decade? In the UK. Wow. Yes. It's great. I it mean, is. it's a great song. Super um, catchy. Holds up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't let Phil Oki hear you saying that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's come to terms with it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so it also had number one in the U.S., where it was likely helped by its video being in heavy rotation on a brand new station mm-hmm. called Comedy Central. No, MTV. <laughs> um, MTV had been released in August, or had been launched in August 1981. Um, and so they didn't have a ton of videos, so the ones they did have, they played the S out of, and uh, yes. Don't You Want Me oh, was one of those. Time. So... The video was directed up until by then. Steven... They were they were just playing "Video Killed the Radio Star" on a loop right. for like eight months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically. <laughs> um, so uh, the video was directed by Stephen Barron, who also directed a couple other music videos like "Billy Jean," "Money for Nothing," and "Take on Me." Wow! Uh, among many others, he also directed the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and the Coneheads movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> so. Phil Oki did later admit his initial dismissal dismissal was misguided uh, and makes pains to... Okay, so this is the part I, I mm. had uh, talked about earlier. Right. Rachel, where he tries to make it very clear that this is not a love song, but is in fact a song about... Uh, a, a nasty song about sexual power politics. So basically, so, so basically it seems like his um, displeasure with the mix is that it 
it made light like it tried to make it a love like a love song a little right. more of like a pop love song as opposed to something that gets deeper into this sort of power struggle and like this weird like toxic masculinity thing yes i think it's almost like he's saying the problem that he had with the song was everything that we said in the first part of this episode where prior to um preparing to do this show like all three of us were like this this was just like a fun little love song like nobody really right. paid attention yep to the lyrics yep. um to what it was actually about and that you know to his point could be um a result of how poppy and fun it is yeah yeah and like i said i mean i i had said earlier that you know uh this is one time where we're, we're not uh, inventing things uh, that are not there. The 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 subtext is text. He, this yeah. You're not supposed to like this guy. <laughs> you think this guy's, <laughs> you think this guy's that a real That makes me feel scumbag. good. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Unless the um, producer, unless the producer, unless Martin Russian was like, no, no, no. I I feel for this guy. Let's make it a little peppier. <laughs> Give him a fighting <laughs> chance here. Um. So. In of course, now November. that I know that the guy who directed the video also directed the Coneheads movie, I'm envisioning Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin singing this to each other. Mm. Sure. Who isn't? That'd be great. That'd be great. I think um, if they didn't put this song in the Coneheads movie, they absolutely should have. <laughs> no. Make it a musical. Do you, think this, do you think since the Coneheads movie came out like 25 years after the sketch was popular, <laughs> they, should, they should do like a cheerleaders movie now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's right. Uh, yeah. It is true. The Coneheads movie came out, and I feel like everybody was like, now? Now? Yeah. What? Why now? Okay. I guess. Uh, was that script in development for that long? <laughs> and meanwhile, Comedy Central's like, look, we, we got to play something nine times a day, <laughs> so it might as well be the Coneheads movie. What do we get care? This, get this in and out of the theater, and then put it on our station. It's we fine. just lost the rights to back to school, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean we we can only show Short Circuit two so many times a day, <laughs> literally by law. They passed the law <laughs> saying we can't show it more than twice a day. So we got to put something else on. Um, it's the uh, Short play- Circuit Act of nineteen ninety two. Yeah, something like that. For those who don't remember, uh, Comedy Central used, Comedy Central used to play the Conan's movie. A lot uh, yeah. for for a period of time. Yeah. It was on constantly. Uh, that they would just basically play Coneheads and then Airheads and then Coneheads and then anything that had, <laughs> anything that had heads in the title. That's right. They were all about it. Um, okay, so in November of 1982, they released the single Mirror Man, which hit number two on the UK charts. Um, you might know that one. It's kind of floating around. Um, and then in April of 1983, they released Keep Feeling Fascination, which is the best song so ever. Good. I love that song so much. Uh, that also hit number two. And so the conversation turned until the sun went down. And many fantasies were learned. Passion, burning, 
The band was nominated for Best New Artist at the 1982 Grammys, but lost to Men at Work. Mm. Um, also, around this time on his own, Oki had collaborated with legendary producer George Rivera Roder on the song Together in Electric Dreams, which is another great song. Giorgio Moroder, who worked extensively with uh, Donna Summer. Giorgio yes. Moroder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which yes. uh, the two of them uh, wrote I Feel Love together, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. All um, connected. Yep. So that hit number three in the UK. Okay. Six Degrees so, of Donna Summer. Now we, we're going to talk briefly about the, the paradox of success. Because... After that, it's a bit of a slide that they would never recover from. Um, not surprisingly, when you're that red hot, it's almost impossible to follow that up. So yeah, the second I mean, album, just, just ask Elmo and Patsy. Absolutely. Yep. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Go ahead. We'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so their second album was called Hysteria and was released in May of 1984 and it hit number three, but critical and fan reception was somewhat muted. Now, here's the thing. This is what I'm talking about, the paradox of success. It hit number three, right? Wouldn't you be yeah. so excited about that? But Virgin was like, yeah, yeah but the last one was number one. Yeah. You this mean, is the beginning of like the it's end. Not quite yeah. As, yeah. Um, so throughout the 80s, though still selling uh, relatively well, each subsequent album sold less and less. And one by one, members of the 1981 lineup left the band. In 1990, the album Romantic? Question mark? Peaked at number 24. <laughs> now again, peaked at number 24. Yeah. That's good. Number yeah. 24 is good. Peaked at number tw- 24 on the UK charts. The singles did not have much chart success, and Virgin dropped the band. Mm. Um, so the Human League still exists. as a touring act with Phil Oakey, Susan Ann Sully, and Joanne Catherall, presumably no longer in high school. Um, <laughs> Never graduated. Core, Still work on that band. GED. They went on tour. They just, yeah, in the middle of, uh, <laughs> yep. in the middle of high school. That's it. Yeah. 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 They're like, so we forgot to do. <laughs> oh, math class. Um, oh, man. <laughs> do you want to come on tour with us? And they just dropped their books and walked out of right. the school. Never to return. Uh, so those three are the core of the band. In 2021, they began their Dare 40 tour. In celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Dare album. Mm-hmm. And that is the history of Don't You Want Me. All right. Baby. And they okay. all still work part-time in that hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, somewhere out there, there's a pile of guards being like, I, hopefully Phil's going to come back and take this down. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where he's been for. He'll let me be check back. My, let me check my watch real quick. Forty years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give him one more day. <laughs> and then that's it. Is that uh? Is that one of those new decade watches? Sure is. Oh. <laughs> oh. Man. When the oh, little hands on the four. Hold on, I forgot to wind. Let me check real trick. 2022. Okay. Um, <laughs> I thought it was 1983. Okay, so um, that's it. Let's take a quick break. 
And when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Are you looking for a playlist of the hottest, most bumping jams around? Well, we can help you with that. But we do have a Spotify playlist of all the songs we've reviewed on the show. So if you'd like to hear that, search for The Story Song Podcast, the official playlist on Spotify. Then you'll hear the most lit baller bops that go hard. I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Don't You Want Me? Mm. Hey, guys. Welcome back to my channel. Today's lesson, total (laughs) game changer. When you hear it. You'll you won't you won't know how you lived without it. Um, it comes in a bunch of colors, and a bunch of ideas. And anyway, link in bio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's why I love that because uh-huh. you never said any kind of lesson, and that what really made it. <laughs> I don't follow. I think I did. Uh, link in bio. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Link in bio because you'll see it. You'll see it. It's there. Link in bio <laughs> because they're always telling you smash that, that, that subscribe button. <laughs> they're always telling you. That they got the, the, the next great thing. Yet they never actually, you know, get to the part where they tell you why it's so great or whatever. So. You're like, you're talking about this lamp? I guess. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's my lesson. Exactly. Love it. Um, here's my lesson. It's very simple. If you yep. are a high schooler and someone walks up to you and says, I'm in a band. Come with me. Come and get in my van. We're going on tour right now. Go with them. Just go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally uh, makes sense. It's totally fine. Look. Are the chances low that he actually has a band that's going on tour? Yeah. Incredibly low. If you're, but, but could be. But, yeah, yeah. If one you're or two nervous, thi- oh yeah, go ahead. Well, is it one or two things are going to happen? Either A, you're going to be in a big band that has a number one hit, or number two, you're going to be the, the subject of a podcast. So either way, <laughs> either way, good Listen, things are going to happen. If you're concerned, just ask one question of that person. Say, wait a minute. Did you used to work in a hospital? And if the answer is yes, <laughs> yeah. then it's total, totally it's valid. So then and you know they're definitely them. a musician. <laughs> yep. So, Michael, what'd you learn? I learned if, um, if, you're, if you're a manager, um, uh-huh. some sort of talent manager, make sure that you sign people who have no talent. Because... Sure. <laughs> If the person that you sign has talent, eventually they'll figure out they don't they're they're getting where they're going because of their talent, sure. not because of your managerial skills. So yeah, right. um, it's easier to keep your clients um, if they don't have talent and you're like, I I will manage your career. Um, yeah. And and, you know, once they have talent, it's easier for them to leave you and be like, I can manage myself. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that much sense. is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm starting a business where I'm uh, just managing pe- people with no talents, the no talent agency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael, I'm yes. interested. I will have a card. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I will Let me ask you, what, uh, what hospital do you work in? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not so much a hospital as uh, sick people come to my house and I illegally operate on them. So <laughs> Perfect. Here's your keyboard. It's working out pretty well. I just um, collect leeches, so I'm either a doctor <laughs> or a barber or both. Here's One your guitar. 
Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast, as always. Um, if you can follow us on the socials, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we would certainly appreciate it. And if you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we would love that, and we would read it on the show. Come back mm-hmm. next episode for another great Story Song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And Michael Gazelle, Lincoln Bio. <laughs> Talk to you guys. Next time, thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Don't you want me Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the story song. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.